0: welcome to Living That Belle V. I am your host, Monday Young International Life and Business Coach. And today I am so excited to be talking with Akofa Wallace, who is here to share with me um, to celebrate Black History Month, to talk about raising children of color abroad. So hello, Akofa. Thank you for joining me here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so today we're gonna be talking about a subject that is pretty near and dear to um, my heart, um, and that is about raising um, children of color abroad. Mm -hmm. And we're just gonna be speaking a bit about, um, you know, some of the challenges that our children can face when, you know, when when we're raising them abroad in different cultures, and also some of the things that we can do you know, that has helped them with their sort of dealing with those cultural Mm. differences and sort of challenges or prejudices or things or misunderstandings that they may come up against. So I just want to start this off by you telling um, people a little bit about you and your expat sort of history and story, the places you've lived,
1: and especially the places that you've lived with your children. Okay, thanks so much um, again for inviting me on this. This is also um, a topic close to my heart. Um, I'm very passionate about it. Um, So uh, to answer your questions, um, I'm of Ghanaian origin, uh, Ghanaian heritage from the Volta region in Ghana, um, and my parents moved to uh, the UK in the 70s. Okay. um from from the UK uh we lived there for a few years until I was six years old okay um and then we lived in Saudi Arabia right um and I was there personally until I was uh, 10 years old then I, I returned to the UK for boarding school I lived out my time there while my parents stayed in Saudi, so I was an, a third culture kid without right. knowing that I was a third culture kid.
0: <laughs> right before it was a thing.
1: Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before yeah. it was a thing. I mean, there was a, there was let's say a gaggle of us yeah. who did that journey, and I, so I grew up with other Ghanaians like myself. Mm. We did the UK-Saudi-UK route. Um, and our parents all went there, you know, they right. joined each other. I grew up around Ghanaian doctors and nurses. That's all I really knew. Right. Um, so, um, so, yeah, that was the situation at the time, at least for them. And they right. were happy. They were there for a very long time. Right. Okay. 13 cool. years. Wow. Okay. Uh, I have very good experience of being an extreme minority, let's say. I, that's for the vast majority of all I've known so yeah
0: (laughs) yeah okay and Mm -hmm. would you say that having that experience in boarding school sort of being the the minority or just a handful of black children Mm -hmm. help you to understand what your children were
1: going to face when you took them abroad oh definitely a thousand percent okay a thousand percent definitely helped me i think my whole childhood really one i i could see the there's a privilege to give it to um, exposing our children to different cultures. You know, I feel very privileged for the fact that I grew up in Saudi Arabia. My parents had, you know, Arabic fr- Muslim friends, even though they're African Christians. And you really get to learn very early on that people are just people. Right, right. And you get to understand, you you just become open-minded without realizing how open-minded you are uh, to people. Um, And so um, I definitely wanted that experience for my own children, I suppose. Sure. Sure. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so where was the first place that you took your
0: children abroad?
1: So the first place I took them was obviously was Ghana. Okay, um, and uh, that so was, and then, um, so they were
0: coming from the UK at that time. Yes, right.
1: So they were both they were both born in the UK, and to be honest, when I had them, I thought that the UK is where we would always be. It wasn't. Who I it wasn't like I was a big planner. Right. So, um, but you know, I think I got to the point when I was. I think I was around twenty eight at the time, <laughs> roughly, and I started let's say, feeling concerned about the messaging that my children were getting, especially my daughter, she just started school in a very white neighborhood. And she started getting concerned very early at five years old about her hair Mm. and, you know, getting questioned, why is your mother black? My children are mixed race, by the way. Um, So so they're, uh, you, you know, white British and black Ghanaian heritage and so and I I just knew that that's not what I wanted for my daughter mm-hmm. and also I was working at the National Health Service myself as a press officer at the time and dealing with stories in that region of you know we want only Brits we want only this and you yeah. know we only want, you know and I grew up around brilliant Ghanaians <laughs> yeah brilliant doctors and nurses and so when i started having to field stories from journalists about you know other races being inferior to white brits i I, I was so confused right you know because you, because you
0: already had that foundation of understanding because yeah. you grew up seeing black people, black excellence, basically. Yes. Yeah. 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 So
1: I, 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 started getting confused by that idea, and I also didn't like the story, um, of um, you know, this idea that Africans in particular, or any race, wants want to just come to the UK and you know, take over jobs and it's like actually, yeah. you know what you're, like first you're of all, you're the you're be. the
0: ones who brought us over here in the first exactly. place. Offers, like, that's, you offer,
1: that's right. Yeah. And I mean that's and yeah. I mean and
0: honestly for me, you know, I I think the advantage that you have that I don't have as an American is one most African Americans depending on if they're descendants from slaves, we, we have mm-hmm. we have no anchor with our culture, yeah. and you have yeah. always been identified yes. as less than, yes. and sort of and our yes. our history has been sort of um, changing that narrative yeah. without without yeah, having that. much to stand on, yeah, in respect to that, and yeah. I and I fear for my son, who's also mixed raced. Yeah. you know like the first time he came home and he and he said that you know he's not black that he's right, white yeah. right and that he yeah. wants to be white you know like something yes. in my heart like literally yes. broke yes. you know that even at this age of two I think it was like he was like two and a yes. half yes. that he's aware mm-hmm. that people see being black is, 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 is less That's than bad thing. Yeah. Yes is a bad thing
1: thing. yeah there's this interesting um psychology study i'll I'll try and share it with you your listeners later Um, i think it's called the dolls test if i remember it correctly and they did it with black italians and you know pointing to the white doll or the black doll and then saying what is good what is bad and Mm -hmm. you can just see how uh, these uh, black italians would choose negative uh, language towards you know the black doll, the black doll as opposed to white doll, but they're absolutely identical, dressed the same, everything, mm, mm. other than the color of their skin. And I right. found that to be so powerful. And that's what I I didn't want for my children. I didn't want them to be taught. I didn't want them to to learn that we were because that's where the the poverty of the mind happens, right? Yeah. Um, and so, and, and I wanted, I suppose, in that moment, I also just wanted to prove that actually some of us who have choice, I'm British, I can choose to go to Ghana. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sure. make it work. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, there was a yeah, stubbornness yeah. about my decision. and, and then, So anyway, so we, yeah, so I, I wanted them and I needed to as well for my sure. own sake. I'd never grown up in Ghana. You know, could I really claim my heritage? I think I was asking myself at the time. And it would be good for us to go on this, let's say, adventure. Yeah. You know, I believed so much in Ghana Mm. and in Ghana. So, yeah, we packed up, resigned from my job and
0: And went to Ghana. And so how do you think that has influenced them as far as the way they see themselves being able to sort of see, you know, and switching from that majority of white population to a majority of black population where, you know, the pilots are black, the nurses are black, everybody's mm. black, mm. right? So you get to see your culture in, yeah. play, in in all different roles of which you don't necessarily see yeah. uh, in, a, in, a, in a predominantly white population. Do you think that that helped them identify, help their
1: identity in some way Oh, definitely. I mean, the challenge I have now with my children is I have to remind them that they're actually mixed race. (laughs) (laughs) They they identify so much with their blackness. You know, my daughter is 21. She'll be 22 in, in December. And when she got to college in Canada, she started the Black Students Union because she realized there wasn't one. And I had to occasionally try and remind her, you know, you're, mi- you know you're mixed Mixing, race. It's another, you're, there's another yeah. half
0: to your story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. she, you know, that she very much sees herself as a black woman. Hmm. And I'm proud of that because it's so easily the other way. Like your son, sure. you know, being too wanting to already, hmm. um, you know, dismiss uh, um, his black side. It's so often. They, they you know mixed race children want to run to their whiteness yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. Uh, and so i don't mind so much <laughs> that sure. they see them and my son sees himself as black very much so yeah
0: yeah i think that this is i think it also becomes sort of an issue in parenting as well because i think when you're in a mixed couple hmm. i'm not necessarily sure that my partner understood in the beginning yeah why that was so important for me, for him to, to, to understand. Well, I, because when, when he, when he said it to me, I, um, I, I became very serious with him and I, and I said, you, you are black and you need to remember yeah. that. And I think that's because mm-hmm. when I, especially in the United States, I mean, and and you yeah. know what it's like there and how,
1: Yeah.
0: I don't care how half quarter black yeah. you are. If you got any yeah. black, you black and that's the way you're treated and it's very dangerous especially if you're a black male so understanding that you are seen as black especially like for an american is important for your survival that you have to understand what dynamics you are up against and you can't even believe for one single second that you identify with this other category because they do not see you as that category so I really had to explain to my husband the severity of me uh, needing him to accept he's like but he's not just black I said yeah but in the culture I come from he is yeah right that they it doesn't matter how much white he has in them in America if you got a sliver of
1: black you are black they consider you black yeah, and in so many different countries, it's only on the African continent where my children are considered white. Everywhere else, <laughs> they're considered black, <laughs> yeah. and that used to frustrate them as well. In Ghana, they'd be considered white. They'd be called white children all the time. And mm. my daughter, when she was much younger, I think around nine or eight, she'd get so angry with people who'd call her. So the language is ever, and Yevu uh, is for white. It means white. Yeah. Yavuvi is a white child, and so they used to call her Yavuvi. Yavuvi, she said, "I am not the Yavuvi. <laughs> I am. My name is Ajua because I gave them Ghanaian names. They've got so they were like claiming their heritage, and yeah. they were just as Ghanaian as everyone else. Yeah. So that so, was yeah, an interesting. Sometimes that can be the that.
0: hard thing. It's like you don't feel like you. They fit don't belong in either the, in either yeah. c-
1: culture, a hundred percent. So for mixed race children, I think that it's a case of embracing both sure. and being proud of both. That was my intention from the start. It's just that the life that they've had and the they they just they're proud more so of their black heritage, their Ghanaian heritage. Um, but my intention with them was be proud of both, and I always knew, being white British, they were always going to get the, the, the positive right. stuff right. of that part of them. So I suppose you know, moving to Ghana, um, it was more about love your hair, yeah. see, you know, to to eradicate this idea that we're black people are inferior in some way. Sure. And so I, I'm pleased because I also made the intentional choice. They went to an international school because right. at the time, the idea was that they would live in, we, I'd raise them in Ghana and in the UK. And that would be it. Um, and so I chose a school that had, was, had a British curriculum. Right. Um, but also it was Ghanaian run and right. i liked the idea that, that they had black teachers mm. <laughs> and it really mm. was an eye opener just for me from what they were learning in mm. history mm. at one point i was like well this is not british history why are you learning this you know what about the Tudors and, you know, yeah. World War One and World War Two? Instead, they were learning about Yai Santua and Kwame Nkrumah. And, you know, yeah. at first I, w- I struggled with it, but then I've, I've obviously over the years grown to seriously appreciate it sure. because they were surrounded by stories that we weren't exposed hmm. to growing hmm. up, or I wasn't exposed to growing up in the UK. In the UK, whenever you learn... A, uh, you learn about black people in school. It's always a slave trade. They've sure. got nothing else. <laughs> I, you like, know, I was having
0: else. I was having this conversation with my husband that you know the concern about the, the school my son actually is in now is like he's never going to see anyone like him, and I don't know how yeah. that's going to affect him um, in the long term. And to be honest, because I've had such an international life and lived so far yeah. away from my family and as African-Americans, you know, and my descendants come from slaves, as far as I yeah. know, from the past 500 years or so, um, mm-hmm. I have nothing to give him, you know, as far as what, what? taking him back to what? So it would be taking him back to the United States, which is not. Necessarily, mm. the greatest environment for for African Americans still mm. to this day, and and in for in for me, it, sometimes it's a very sad. Yes. It's a very sad. It's like because it's the same for me. Like when I went to Africa, I'm not considered mm. an African as an American. I am I am not. You know, it's like you're not yeah. American and you're not African either, even though you're yeah. as black as they are. Yeah. you still. Yeah. It's still a totally different culture. It's not yeah and so you know and even you know so even if i'm not mixed race it's like you still not african so it's hard to it's hard to know what when you when you come from sort of these things a background where your culture was sort of stolen from you it's hard to know what to give your child
1: but i will say this yeah i mean i completely understand that but just to you know just to with you. I mean, because I didn't grow up in Ghana, I'm Ghanaian by heritage is what mm. I say. Mm. So trust me, when I went back to Ghana, the Ghanaians did not accept me either. It was not a welcome home experience. <laughs> it was, hey, white lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, so know that I empathize with that. Mm. Um, so very much so. I mean, yeah and in terms of um i you know i'm not african-american so i can't speak on this totally but there are good examples and it's finding those mm. you know role modeling you know uh, my son you know made the decision to go to college he's uh, in the states and for all those reasons that you said it was a worry for me especially mm. as a non-american mm. i hear all these stories and i don't really want my, didn't want my son to go there, but there are good examples, and thankfully we sure. have got a generation of kids and young black men doing things. And thankfully, the media, in particular, is being more open to sharing this story. These stories. No, I mean, I think and that there's
0: tons of examples. Mm, I think mm-hmm. the problem is, I think the problem. I think for me, the problem in the United States is more the danger. Yeah. Than the examples, right? That Agreed, I think that, yeah. of course there's black excellence everywhere. Yes. Um but the narrative around that excellence is 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 even contested all the yes. time. Yes, um, I know that. Right? <laughs> so it's it's you know, if you if you go to Howard, it must be because of, you know, racial inclusion yes. rights. I know. You know, it's like so even if you even if yeah. you achieve black excellence, even that is or excellence just in general it yes. is contested in some way a shape or form percent. yeah so um, that that's yeah. more my cons- you know it's it's yeah. sort of that thing yeah and so unfortunately this 25 minutes have just flown oh, by, girl. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. want you to just to give a little bit before we have to jump off of here mm. what would you say has been some of the key things that has helped your children dealing with um being mixed race in different cultures what what were you how were you able to to really help them to embrace themselves and and have the strength to deal with the things that they have to confront when they're in different cultures and dealing with other people's ignorance or
1: or not even necessarily ignorant some people just don't know right yeah. right yeah um also so yeah just to to let your readers know i um, sorry listeners know that so after ghana we lived in bangladesh so an extreme minority again and then vietnam extreme you know very homogenous society um what did i do I'm, i've always had open lines of communication mm. and in actual fact at one point um Yesterday I was thinking it would have been great to get my daughter on this call, and then she can tell you. What yeah. I well, did maybe I'll interview do. her later. It'll
0: be a continued yeah. family series. Then yes, because <laughs> I,
1: they they're very passionate on this issue. Um, very much so. So we talk a lot. And because I've gone through it, I know what it's like to be an extreme minority. Mm. I can say yes, and this is how I navigated it. So I can, I gave them the tools and I empathized with what they were going through. And so it was just listening to the children, very much so, and reminding them. I, always, um, I was saying to um, a friend today, it's about putting a mirror, being their mirror, yeah. so that when they don't see their excellence, you remind them of their excellence. Mm you know, and so that they, um, they're in no doubt that they're anything other than, and you know, uh, God doesn't make mistakes, you Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) I've always told Mm -hmm. them that, and we have great skin, I mean, uh, what is there to dislike? (laughs) (laughs) Just um, So when your children see you walk proudly in your blackness, let's say, yeah, um, they won't know that there is any shame in it, and yeah. I've never, I've, I've, I've always worked. I've always lived in extreme, mi- in extreme minority as an extreme minority, and they've seen me. that so I've modelled it for them, and then we've had the hard conv- conversations, uh-huh. and especially at school when there's a problem, you best believe yeah. I will go there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think
0: that's what I'm, I mean, for me, it's the beginning now for me with this and I am running into a little bit of, of, of that at the moment. And, and I, and I, and I I literally have to emotionally prepare myself yeah, because sometimes I'm just thinking like, are we still dealing with this crap? I know, right. right?
1: subconscious I could write yeah I could write a whole book on this topic and we talk about that a lot with the children unconscious bias being dismissed my Mm. my son ignored like you're invisible yes 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 Yes. yeah my my son's school experiences have been difficult and challenging in so Mm. many different ways and I remember when he was in grade nine he was so tearful and wanted to leave because of how challenging it was for him to fit in this particular school. Mm. And I refused to move him. And I said, You're gonna have to learn to mm. deal with this mm. because this, this is, is life. coming ahead. This yep. is life. Yeah. But I will Or walk life at with the moment anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I will walk with you in this. And yeah. that's what we have done. So you know, thankfully we've got a beautiful close relationship as a result. Sure. And he kept his head down. He kept he kept true to his character, which I'm, I was proud of him. It's a sensitive, compassionate nerd. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he didn't yeah. have to become a baller. He wasn't, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. saying the N word and all the other things. He didn't fit the stereotype, right? And he stayed true to who he himself is. And um, long story short, he got into Harvard. He was the first kid in his school ever to achieve that Nice, um, and so so he's experienced the whole we've experienced the whole gamut <laughs> so so he's, he's, he's but the good news is that he has we've been able to experience the full gamut with me mm. and so going to what advice I'd give I'd say you know speak to your children keep that open lines of communication mm. know that you're allow them to be vulnerable with you and listen and don't dismiss it. I think it would have been easier for me to say, you know, you've got to toughen up, which we did do at some times. You've you've got to get used to this, but there are times when I will allow you to be sensitive and say, I hear Mm. you Mm. and I'm going to fight on your behalf. Right. Um, if this is important to you, it's important to me
0: because the only way we learn from each other in, in understand that, uh, that every person has a bias. It's it's not just mm-hmm. you know white people or black people mm-hmm. or Hispanic people. Every mm-hmm. single person has a bias, and that's why mm-hmm. knowing yourself and yeah. understanding and educating yourself through other people's experiences are so important. Yeah. Which is a is the reason why I like to have these talks. Is that yeah. it is a way for us to all educate ourselves about things yeah. we might be doing unconsciously yeah um, to be more conscious and aware of to make sure that we are treating every single human being with the respect that they deserve
1: yeah 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 that's that's so true and that's what I always say t- to the children and um, I think they've grown up with that because I was a type of mother. If you disrespect anybody and think that you're better than anybody, we will quickly. <laughs> you quickly be disciplined. For one yeah. of a better description. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. knew that. So yeah. uh, because my parents raised us with a lot of humility. Um and I I have continued that hopefully with my children and yeah. so they, they they know to reach out to the to the yeah. least of those is what we say. So yeah, okay. it's very important.
0: But I just thank wanna you, thank you yeah. so much for coming on here and sharing. And um and yes, this is a to be continued. <laughs> but okay, thank you so much and I would like yeah, to thank, thank everyone you. for listening us to to us here today and we look and I look forward to speaking with you next time. And all the sort if you have any questions or anything that you would you would like to know or to pose Um, you can leave your, you can leave any comments there on the website or on Instagram, and we will be happy to address those for you. So bye. -bye.